Blog Talk Radio. Plus Model Radio, the number one podcast for plus-size women. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis. Today is Monday, August 3rd, 2009. And as always, I've got a great lineup for you. Coming up later on the show will be Janine Biggins of the Voluptuous Woman Company, who will be revealing the results of her plus-size marketing group's More to Love survey. Can't wait to hear that. And also coming up is celebrity hairstylist Joe Williams, but up first, is Olin Montgomery. Olin Montgomery is known for his pop art created from his own images of people from various walks of life, ranging from celebrity to the homeless. The New York Times in 2003 wrote about how this artist created art of local bank tellers in New York and then hung the works behind his subjects. He is also known for his portraits of such notables as Courtney Love and Alan Cumming, among others. He is a second-generation artist living in Manhattan, where he continues to photograph and paint his pop art. Owen's new photography book, Not a Size 2, showcases photographs of some of the industry's top plus-size models. And Owen says the book shows you do not have to be a size 2 to be beautiful, healthy, and wonderful. And I could not agree more. Let's welcome Owen to the show. <laughs> Hi, are you there? Yes, can you hear me? Yes, thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> thank you. That intro, I was like, I don't know what I could say to make it sound better. <laughs> good, good. So tell us, how long have you been an artist, and when do you decide this is something that you wanted to do professionally? Um, I've been an artist all my life, so it's kind of like you don't really get to choose to be an artist. I okay. think it is, you either are. Um, my mother's an artist, and my dad was an artist, so it's kind of like um, it was second nature. So that's the way that goes for me. I, I can't understand people who don't want to do art. <laughs> right. So, But how did you know that you wanted to do it professionally? Because I know you're from the South, and so things like that um, to, to do for a living, I know mm. people don't encourage when you come from small towns. Uh, um, that, yeah, you, you know what, encouragement really comes from your home and your family, your mom and okay. your dad. So that's, as long as you have that, I think you can always conquer the world. It's the world that can kind of knock you down with that. But um, I think um, it probably professionally it started uh, because always these kind of things do with work and stuff after a breakup. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, this is something I've done all my life but I've never gone out there and put myself out and been vulnerable. Um, this probably has a lot to do why, with why that book is so personal to me. So I said, okay, I'm going to put myself out there. You know, I think we all hit moments in our lives where we say, 
okay, what makes me happy and what am I going to do? Right. And right. But once you do do that, you're kind of like leaving yourself open. But you know what I'm saying. Right, right. Now, you are a photographer as well as an artist, correct? Um, yes. Yeah, so, well, I combine, uh, as my mom used to put it, artists have many mediums. Uh-huh. And my father uh, did photography and mom painted. So I kind oh. of combined the two. But uh, the photography uh, is a very, very integral part of my art. Um, and that's how the book came about that you've been talking about. Now, are you a photographer for hire? Because I know the book is with Plus Models, and a lot of Plus Models listen to this show. Well, a lot have called, um, uh, and I have done a lo- quite a few. I Usually we have like a process, but um, yes, that has happened, and that's great because you know, I'm an artist. I try to support my art every which way I can possibly do, but this Actually, starting to shoot the models happened because two of the most wonderful girls in the industry I worked a lot with over the years with Catherine's and Fashion Bug, and that's oh, okay. Sage and Victoria, mm-hmm. and um, I they're like muses to me. Um, Sage, uh, my cat's trying to hang the phone up just so you know. <laughs> I have an evil cat. Um, <laughs> she, her name's Tuxie. But um, basically, <laughs> these two wonderful girls who are friends. Um, would come over and hang out. Victoria's actually come out over and hung out and painted with me. Oh, okay. um, and Sage has let me take pictures of her and create my paintings um, because um, I like to create art of individuals, and I like for them uh, the, the art to reflect that, those complexities. That, again, is why the photography book became so interesting because... Yeah, now tell me the motivation behind this book, Not a Size 2. I know it's... Um a personal motivation, family members, right? Yes. I mean, yes, exactly. Um, I had, uh, my father had passed away this past year, and I was going home a lot to visit because he had an illness. Um, Long story short, I was seeing two of my nieces, and one is very, very beautiful, and her sister is very, very beautiful too, but there's a weight difference, and you see the way people treat them, and and I, that, you know, you're an adult, you don't really remember the torture of high school, but, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I think everyone gets tortured to some degree in, you know, junior high and high, but I, I went to the mall with, uh, with uh, one of the nieces, and I mm-hmm. saw her behavior when she was shopping with clothes, and I, I don't shop well at all. In fact, I'll be the person that runs from the mall screaming, yeah. and I saw her kind of going through that. Wanting makeup but refusing to do it, uh, kind of trying to be more of a rocker and go for the baggy things or anything that made her look rock and roll and more baggy. So her um, self-esteem wasn't as high as the smaller. It was crazy, yes. I, mean, I, I I can't explain it to you. I think a mother would understand it more, but yes, and, and trying to... You know, say, hey, but no, that would look great on you. You know, I, you know, statistically speaking, even, uh, you know, tighter and more fitted clothes, they don't tend to make uh, plus size clothes fitted because they like to go for other sizes too. Like mm-hmm. they want to get a multitude of different people. But the reality is, she would have looked great in anything she picked, but she didn't see herself that way because she wasn't gangly. Is that the right word? You know, um, mm-hmm. um, and it was a little. It became very personal for me because I kept going, you know, and I want to say her name because, you know, you don't want to out your knees. So I go, right. you're, you're beautiful. <laughs> you are so beautiful. Please don't stop. Sorry. And, you know, stop hiding behind uh, these baggy clothes. Um, but I don't know. I, 
I, and so I, I set out to prove something, yes. So that day, is that when you got the idea for this book, or was it uh, after you were shooting more plus models and it kind of connected with both instances? Well, I had been shooting the girls long before that, so that brought it to a thing where I said, you know, I've been taking pictures of these wonderfully beautiful girls. I know how wonderful they move. I know how beautiful their bodies are. Um, because, you know, a lot of times when you shoot the models, they need lingerie, um, they do tight-fitting clothes, they also do baggy, they do many different things. And, and you know, I'm, I'm one of these people that, like, from going to college in New York and working, working in the fashion industry in the 80s, mm-hmm. I don't believe there was such a thing as a size 2. <laughs> there Maybe everybody was 6s and 8s, but, see, I'm also was never very conscious of numbers. Um, right, right. But I, I can tell you people had... Um, there wasn't. They weren't um, as as um, as as thin as they are now. You know, right, in these right. different respects, and and that trend. I don't know if it's maybe because merchants just want to spend less money on fabric. I don't know, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. but I do know that the top models of the '80s, the Kim Alexis's, the um, you know the the Brooke Shields, and all this, it's they Cindy were not Crawford. as thin as these girls. Yes, and mm-hmm. um, and so a plus models are. I don't even know if plus is right. It's like um, when they call club kids club club kids. Back in the 80s, they didn't call them club kids. They called them artistic people. Right. So, you know, I, where these labels come from, I couldn't tell you. But these girls, I, I've been shooting a while, and I know how beautiful they are, and I know, you know, that uh, they're – the average – what is it? The average uh, female in America is supposed to be 162. But mm-hmm. you have a greater amount of people. These are statistics. I remember reading them back then. We're like, uh, you have a greater statistic of uh, women being over 200. But right. the, the reality is they set a mark in modeling of 110 to 130. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Know? Well, did you shoot these uh, plus-size models especially for this book, or was it a collection of photos you already had and you just oh, put together? Oh, no, the, especially for this book. There's a definite style to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it was very deliberate that um, I showed these women, you know, in a beautiful light, uh, That, and they, of course, did their own thing as we did the pictures. And the most wonderful thing was that, like, Karen Talon, um, all the different girls, Winneka, I know you know all these people because I Randy Graves, you know mm-hmm. you um Randy I didn't get to put in the book. Actually Randy and I kept having schedule conflicts and I'm mm-hmm. so sad about that cuz she's one of my favorite plus models. Yeah. Um but I and see plus again there I say that word. Why you know I there needs to be a better word. Right. Um, now were all the models in this book um agency reps? How did you go about picking the models for the book? Um, yes, they were different girls that uh, that we scheduled tests, uh, different girls that I've worked with, different girls that were introduced to me through agents like Dorothy Combs. Okay. Um, they're all, they're different ones. Dorothy Combs mainly because Dorothy and I, um, she's just a wonderful person. I think any model that was repped by Dorothy Combs is a model that's going to work. All right. You know, she's very, um, one of the best agents in the business, I think. Um, so. And so a lot of the girls were from Dorothy Combs, but there were others from different agencies as well. Yes, yes, Victoria, I think, is with Wilhelmina. Um, 
uh, Alexandra with Ford, and Alexandra, would, you know, is, is a model that's been at Ford a long time, kind of, you know, a bit of an icon. Mm-hmm. But the most important thing about the photos were, you know, I feel like, you know, you ever, you ever feel like the big lug that's talking about something that has nothing to do with you because it grew into something more beautiful? Mm-hmm. And, and that's the way this book is, because if you read this book, all these girls say things that touch your heart. And mm-hmm. all it is is the pictures of the girls, and that's that to me is the most simple part of it, you know, because that's so easy. And so, so the what, setup of the book is on the on the side of the girl picture. She what gives a personal story or what? Yes, she would just uh, not a personal story. She would say something. Um, I just said, say what you feel. Say something if it's inspirational. I mean, I think Muslima said, my boyfriend likes me juicy. Which I love. I wish I could figure out the meaning, but I love it. Um, but then another, <laughs> you're laughing. And then the other, like uh, one girl said, um, and, and and I hate that Kelly said um, that uh, the most beautiful quote in the world. She at the end she said um, after she said all these things about being a coach, you know, an athlete, healthy, this different thing. She said. Um, uh, yes, and a size 14, because sometimes there's just too much beauty to fit into a size 2. Ah, right, that that's wonderful? a good quote. Yes, and there were so many mainly like that, like Cassia, one of the girls in there, wrote a wonderful thing about how if she could just help one girl to see herself in a better light, it would be a great thing because then she's done something wonderful. Um, Alexandra said that, it's better to accept herself today, you know, so that she can deal with the things she has to deal with tomorrow. I mean, these quotes are inspirational, and they come from the heart. They come from women who, who live, you know. Right, right. So that's what is the book is even more powerful because of that. And, and if you, you can go through the blurb.com thing on a, not a size 2. Um, I put it on the website tonight because I said, well, I'm going to be talking to you. And so... Right. So, but they can go through it because you can actually go through the whole book right now and see the um, the entire book because they have this awards thing for people's choice. Right I now, say, tell us about that so we can help you win this <laughs> award. <laughs> well, they say um, it says that you know the people will choose the, uh, one of the books from Blurb to be the people's choice, and I would hope it would be me. But there are a lot of books. You're talking about over two thousand books. But um, well, tell our listeners how we can vote for your book. Well, you can go to my website and you can click on the Not a Size 2 icon from blurb.com or you can copy and paste the, uh, what is that, HTTP, which is on the mm-hmm. website at lipstickchick.com, which is lipstickchic.com or chic. Um, uh, uh, so basically that's my website. Or you can go to blurb.com directly and then they give you the option up until like the middle, uh, right about the end of August to vote for the book. Um, but read it. I would just tell everyone to read it because when you go through it, you can actually read what the girls are saying on all the pages, and you can see every page. And I'm going to tell you, from the heart, um, when people speak from the heart, uh, the pictures are beautiful, but that doesn't inspire as much. And I think that was the most wonderful thing for my nieces um, because, you know, we need to find common ground. And if there's one thing that I try to do with my art, it's bring people together Mm-hmm. I would love for our society and for people to understand the beauty of the individuals that come in all shapes and sizes and are healthy individuals roaming this planet, you know, so that we can understand that maybe we go through phases in fashion, but Ruminesque beauty or, you know, different types of beauty 
will right. always exist right. and inspire great art and great things in life. You know, this world's pretty big, and it's got room enough for all types of people. Now, what has been some of the reactions from your fans about this book? Have you gotten any negative feedback for somebody that says it promotes obesity or something? Um, no, not no. Although I did read something today, and I laughed, and I said, "Okay, that's therapy. That girl needs therapy." It was a girl that wrote something on the website, and I hate to ever give people credence, but it was something like, "I'm skinny, and those girls give me hell all the time." And it was this kind of thing. And I read it, and it was nonsense. And I thought, you know, this is an example of people that have too much time on their hands. So, um, you know, when those things happen, I'll just delete the comment because you can leave a comment on Blurb. And I, I really want people to understand this book is not, uh, not anything more than what it should be. I, I don't know how to explain it better because you have to live in your body. I have to live in my body. And I'll be right. honest, I'm... I'm a middle-aged gay man. That might as well be something, you know, I might as well be a mummy. Um, but everybody has different things, and, and girls live in their bodies in different shapes and sizes. And, and how society treats you makes a very, very, very big am- impact on your self-esteem. Right. And I think we do send the wrong message to young girls everywhere. I saw it with my niece. Mm-hmm. I was a blind eye to it until I stood in a mall and watched her behavior on trying to select clothes to go to school. And Mm. my point of this book is just that. You know, if it can make young people – oh, and that's another thing. The book is pricey on Blurb, but just so you know, pretty much every penny goes to Blurb because it's not published through a a big publisher. Hey, if there's one out there, they're welcome to publish it, but – you know, oh, so you can't get it through Amazon.com or Barnes & Noble? No, because if I were to, I publish it through Blurb, so they do it on an individual basis on orders. Okay. Um, but, you know, I mean, I would hope that you'd never know with a book like this. The main thing is that it was done, that it exists, mm-hmm. and that it's going to do wonderful things and inspire people. Um, and it has. I mean, you called me, and I was like, wow, she got it. <laughs> yes, yes. Now, besides this book, Not a Size 2, do you have anything else coming up that we can be on the lookout for? Oh, lots of – I have a show right now at Ward Nasty Gallery at 178 Print Street down in Soho in New York. And um, it's actually having an opening on the uh, 8th of August at 8 p.m. People will usually show up at 8.30 or a little later. Um, and it's being hosted by this wonderful nightlife personality, Kenny Kenny who's very, very incredible, and uh, a gazelle. Um, But that you can read all on the website because that particular uh, art show is about the, uh, as I put it, it's about this other book I did called Pop, which is all my art about the subcultures of New York from celebrity to subway, which you were Mm -hmm. introducing me about. So that will be August the 8th at 8 p.m. at Ward Nasty Gallery at 178 Prince. I think that I did it right. And then the next one is, Uh, The end of the month, August the 22nd, I have a show in Rehoboth because I love to spotlight different things. And this show is dedicated to the beauty and and the local individuals in Rehoboth Beach. And I painted a lot of the people and a lot of the scenes there. And if you've ever gone, I don't know, you've got to get out to the East Coast, you know. No, I do get out every now and then. Well, you're going to come visit me? Yes. (laughs) All right. And then maybe you'll become one of my muses. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I, I would be honored. I, I was listening to your interviews today, and um, uh-huh. I just thought, wow, what a wonderful, heartwarming person that really just uh, 
gets to the bottom of things. And really, I, I, I think what you do well, is thank wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I know I talk too much. That's another Oh, problem. no, no. That's a good Southern hospitality. <laughs> okay. So tell us your official website. Okay. It's called uh, Lipstick Chic or Chick, but it doesn't have a K on the chick or the, the cheek. So it's Lipstick, L-I-P-S-T-I-C-K, Chic, C-H-I-C, dot com. Or if worse comes to worse and you go, okay, I can't remember this guy's name, just think of Alan with an O and type in Olin Art or Artist, and Google can take you right there to the website. Well, all right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. It was a pleasure speaking with you, and I think the book is just fabulous. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. That means a lot. I mean, and I, I really hope I get to meet you in person when you come out here. Cause, um, Definitely. You know, it just shows how... When you're inspired by the the right things, you know, they grow. So thank you. Well, thanks again, and we'll definitely um, help you win that award on Blur. (laughs) Thank you. I I can't wait to meet you in person, so thank you. All right. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. So, again, that was Olin Montgomery. Make sure you check out his new book, Not a Size 2, and you'll see a lot of familiar faces um, from the plus modeling industry in that book. Now, next on the show is Joe Williams. Joe Williams is a celebrity hairstylist based in Los Angeles, California. Joe has been in the beauty industry for over 10 years and has worked and her work has appeared in several editions of Plus Model Magazine and Long Beach Magazine. She is the key hairstylist for Love Your Body Day and the 2009 Flawless Calendar. And besides being a hairstylist, she is launching her own jewelry line that we're going to learn more about today. So let's welcome Joe to the show. Hi. Hey, how's it going? Really well. I just want to make one correction. I've been in the business for 20 years. <laughs> oh, 20 years. Yes. I didn't know you were that old, Joe. <laughs> no, black don't crack. No, just <laughs> <laughs> Okay, 20 years. So tell us about your background in the beauty industry and what are your specialties? Well, um, it started off, you know, typical, went to uh, cosmetology. Actually, I went to... Um, a city college because I was told that city colleges were um, a lot better than private colleges because they had to be uh, state certified or they had to run by a certain type of curriculum. So I I went to um, a city beauty college and, of course, got my license there. But while I was in college, you know, I always wanted to be, you know, number one. So I was always, like, in competitions and stuff like that and ended up in the mini salon or whatever you have it. You know, they only allow six people at the most or four or three, something like that. So it was it was fun. And then, of course, I graduated <clears throat> and then went on to assisting and that lasted just a couple of years, which I recommend to anyone who gets out. They need to assist, even though I was, you know, antsy and I didn't assist as long as I should have. I should have assisted longer because I believe assisting is where you really learn. But mm-hmm. if you do assist, go to, um, you, know, um, sil- you know, stylists out there that are well-known, people who have an educational program, you know, things like that, because you start off small, you, mm-hmm. you end up small. It makes it harder to fight to get where you want. So if you, if you start off 
assisting at a top salon, you don't have that far to go to get to where you want. So, you know, that's that's kind of where I started. And then from there, I kind of fell into education. Mm-hmm. I met this one woman. Her name is Janice Hartman. She's awesome, and she used to work for Joico. She was an educator and a platform artist for Joico, so I met her, and through her I ended up educating for our tech and being a uh, junior platform artist for our tech. And then through the years, um, L'Oreal acquired our tech, and I became an educator for L'Oreal uh, Professional. So it's been a, a long journey. You know, I was, I've been an educator platform artist for over I'd say ten years or so. Um, and um I'm tell sorry. us some of some of the celebrities that you've had the opportunity to work with over the years. Um, um Roseanne is one oh my God, every time somebody asks me this I go totally blank. Well I know Kim Coles and Mia Tyler. Um oh goodness, who's recent? Who just I who oh my goodness. Now you got me thinking black. That's all I see is I see a black fa- uh, picture. I can't think of anybody right now. Um, <clears throat> but well, yeah. that's okay. Well, you named you named. When I think of somebody, name. I'm gonna say, "Hey, there was this one." <laughs> <laughs> so but there's been there's been there's been several. There's been a lot of them. But um, yeah, you get in and you and you learn, and um, it's exciting. But people think it's it's an easy job, and let me tell you, it's not an easy job. It's long, hard work to get where where I am today. And, uh, you know, you can ask the makeup artist I work with. She's been in business for 20 years and had the same long haul. And it's it's a long journey. It's a long, um, hard journey. And But you know what? When you, Once you get there, it's, it's good. It's really good. So what are some tips you can give to our listeners for their hair to be photo shoot ready? Wash it, please. Come so a lot of people come to the shoots with dirty, oh nasty hair. Oh, my goodness. You'd be surprised how many people think dirty hair is better. No, dirty hair is not better. Dirty hair stinks. And I I have to work in that, and I have to put my products on top of that, and then I have to put my combs and things in that. No, wash your hair the night before and always, always come dry. Never come wet. There's been some, some models that have come to me wet and will have the thickest hair in the world, and I've got to blow dry that? Are you kidding me? So, yeah, please come clean, come dry, come ready to just be worked on. So, yeah, I, now, should, I should only have to spend no longer than 20 minutes on your hair. Right, because especially if it's for a client, you're usually on a time limit, right? Hello, yeah, and, I, and you know, if we're doing more than one look, I don't have the time to sit up here and wash and dry you. There's just no way. So, yeah, please, that that is key right there, clean and dry, so that I can just have a clean slate to work on and start from there. Now, some models listening uh, may be just starting out in the industry, and to cut costs, they don't hire professional hair and makeup artists. Tell us the benefits of having a professional team on set. Well, all I can say is big mistake, big mistake, because they think, oh, I'll do my own hair or I'll do my own makeup, and Photoshop can only do so much. You really need to look professional. You need to look finished. And the only way you're going to do that is put the money out that you need to to get that quality because you can't do it yourself. It doesn't look professional. You can always see if someone has done their own hair and makeup unless they're a hair or makeup artist. Do you see what I'm saying? It's like Mm -hmm. you need to put the money into yourself. Don't cut corners. And, you know, hair is like the, the, the jewelry 
of your finished look. People think, oh, hair is nothing. No, people understand that you can go out, you can have an outfit that's not that hot, but if your hair is slamming, you look good. You know, it's like, and with your makeup, you don't want to look, you know, crazy. You don't want to look homemade. You want to look like a professional. Exactly. You don't want to look baby Jane. You don't want to look, you know, because it takes a certain eye to really get that finished look. So, you know, it's it's important to put the money into where it's needed. And, two, I think sometimes when people do their own hair and makeup, they do the same look that they're used to doing all the time that they've got accustomed to. But you can create things more current that they might not have thought of. Absolutely. The makeup artist I work with, she constantly says people always remember themselves when they where they looked best, and that's usually in their 20s, their okay. 20s, so it's usually you're stuck and you're dated wherever your 20s were. So, you mm. know, wherever you think you look best, that's usually where you stop and that's where you constantly look like. So you usually look ridiculous or dated or, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> now, when we look on television in the magazines, almost every celebrity has hair extensions. So what are some tips you can give us when dealing with extensions and hair pieces? Well, if you're going to invest in hair and you want to invest in your own hair, I'd say go human. Human hair is always the best. You know, synthetic hair you can't do anything with. You can't color. You can't cut. You can't, you know, put a hot iron on. Even wigs. If you want to have a nice, beautiful wig that's going to last you a long time, go human. Um, If you're going to do extensions, please keep them up. That's all I ask. Keep them up. If you're going to put the money into adding that hair into your hair as a permanent sub, uh, substance, then you need to keep it up. It's cheaper to keep it up than having to redo it every single time you have to get your dreadlocks removed. You know, I'm, I'm telling you, I get I get hats walking in, and I'm just like, are you kidding? You could have just, you know, redone a couple of them. It would have been so much cheaper for you in the long run, but, no, people get lazy. And right. if you are lazy, then I suggest clipping. Clip-ins. A lot of people, a lot of models just bring the, the clip-ins with them and you put them in for them, right? Absolutely. I even make clip-ins for a lot of the models. I'll make it for them. I'll go buy the hair. I match it up with their color, their texture, and I, I sell them a full set of clip clip-ins that they can use whenever randomly, and they bring them, and it works out beautifully. You know, I don't I have to worry about matching it up again, or they brought it in and it's a perfect match every single time. Okay. Well, that's something new I just learned. Yeah. Um, well, oh, you know, you never have to worry. <laughs> I got your head. <laughs> the, besides styling for photo shoots, right. you are also available to conduct workshops and classes. So tell us the type of uh, topics you can discuss in workshops and oh, if somebody's well, interested do. in having you. Specialty cutting, I do color techniques, different color techniques, um, you know, even basic color because, you know, in the industry, a lot of people scare away from color if they're not familiar with it. And then you get these these people out there or, or hair designers out there that say, yeah, I'm a colorist, and wow, what you walk out with is like, seriously, well, you got to come see me, and I've got to do um, a correction. So yeah, I, think- I had a bad experience with highlights before. Yeah, and that that's usually that's that's pretty uh basic, yeah. I get a lot of those coming in and you know, I like to go into the salon 
and I'll give you, a, you know, one-on-one -on -one training, and, you know, I like to see the color line you're using. If you're not using a professional line, and I'm not talking about going to the beauty supply, I'm talking about a professional line that you can only get through a professional company. If someone off the street can buy the same color you're using, then I'm telling you, it's not professional. So you and need so it doesn't to get the same good color. Oh, it's not the same. The, t the technology is totally different. I mean, even with L'Oreal, you know, L'Oreal Professional, completely professional, has all the highest quality uh, technologies in their their professional color line, but they also have a um, consumer's line color line. And the technology is totally different. You can do a side-by-side a, a -side head uh, match, you know, on the same head. Do half the hair in the professional line and half the hair in the consumer line, and you can see the difference. Although if you do use a consumer line, I would say use a professional consumer line like L'Oreal, well, something like that, you know, something that's going to be well-known, not your grocery store bottled stuff ever. Now tell us about your new jewelry line. Well, <clears throat> I've been working on this line. It's It's been kind of an off and off, on and off slow process, but I, I have a pretty nice line already put together. And what's it's, the name of it? Um, Do you Ur have the name yet? Yeah, Urban Monarch. Okay. And that's the name of the company. And, you know, we're tr I'm trying to create different, you know, little lines that are underneath Urban Monarch. And what it is is I want to create a line that, you know, for younger ones, like I have the Love Pearls. Love pearls are great because they're great for young ones to because it's a single pearl drop, and you know young ones can buy it and it's not too big or too much for them, and it's reasonably priced. And then of course I have my more high end line. I use you know natural stone, and I'm trying to do semi precious stone, and I use. And so I'm, you make all of this jewelry by hand? I make yeah all of it by hand, and um, I do sterling silver, uh, gold, and you know I like to use a lot of the bronzes and stuff like that. So I'm I'm in the process of getting a website together for that. So it's exciting. I've got, you know, things exciting that we've started. And, of course, you know, uh, uh, Marlena and Richard and I started a new company called Hot, um, Hot Shots Productions. Mm -hmm. And that is, you know, pretty big right now because that's what we're really concentrating on right now. So that's exciting. And that's a production company that does everything all-inclusive. So, oh, so you can you go know, get your hair and, hair, and makeup, makeup done and get your headshots done your all head in one time. And you get it, you know, um, it's photoshopped all for one price. So it's it's really nice. It's a one-stop shop, and it's actually better priced than just going out getting everything individually done. So you've got everything right there for you at your fingertips, and you've got the best in the industry doing it because these people have been in the industry for a long time. Right. And they know what looks good, and they know their lighting, they know their makeup, they know their hair. So, yeah, it's a it's a it's a great company. So I'm excited about this. We just did a huge uh, shoot. Uh, it was weekend. a two week shoot almost, <laughs> and uh, we got a lot of stuff coming out right now. So we're going to be showing up a lot of our stuff soon on our website. Now, um, going back to your jury line, can your jury line? Um, be seen anywhere online or purchased anywhere yet, or is th that's to come? That is to come. I do have some individual pieces roaming around. I Like, I make pieces for individuals. Like, you soon will probably have a piece. So, you know, I make pieces for certain people, but it's not out. On, it's not in stores yet. So, I mean, I have a couple boutiques that want to carry it, but I want to have um, kind of a base 
set up so that mm-hmm. I can do, you know, not a mass production base really, but something where if somebody wants to order something, I can create something, you know, that's close okay. to that. Because everything that I make, like I said, is handmade. Um, it's not mass produ- produced right now, and um, it's it's just a beautiful line. I love it. My, you know, people are always, oh, I want to wear this, I want to wear that, and I'm like, right. Well, yeah. Now, tell us your oh. official website and how we can go about booking you for photo shops and everything else. My official website is justjoeforhair.com. Just Joe, J-O, and for the the word, F-O-R, not the number. And so you just type in uh, com and... Everything is kind of laid out, but um, once again, I am going to be working on my website. Um, so, you know, look for uh, all the updates that are going to be happening or coming soon. And there's so if a, anybody's uh, interested in booking you um, to do their hair on a photo shoot or, or just doing their hair just in general, they can just contact you through the website. They can contact me through the website or they can call me uh, direct on my cell or they can uh, call uh, makeup artist Marlena. Because, you know, we book each other up. So, yeah. Um, and you're also on Facebook. I am on Facebook. I'm going to get on t- uh, Twitter. And okay. I do have a MySpace, but I don't ever go there. So, yeah, you might as well not even bother with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Well, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me. And we will definitely be on the lookout for all the, the new exciting things you got coming up. Oh, and I and I can't wait to share them with you. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody will see your work at Love Your Body Day, too. Absolutely, always. Well, all right. Well, I'll talk to you later. Thanks for being on the show, girl. Thanks, Janice, and I'll I, see you soon. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. And, again, that was Joe Williams, a fabulous hairstylist, and you've probably seen her work on the covers of Plus Model Magazine and all the models out here use Joe and Marlena. They're a, a team, so make sure you check out her website. Now, last but definitely not least is Janine Biggins. The Voluptuous Woman Company, founded in 1997 by Janine Biggins, is an organization that functions as an information source for plus-size women based outside of Washington, D.C. area in Forestville, Maryland. The Voluptuous Woman Company was created to celebrate the plus-size woman by providing information and visibility for them through various distribution channels. The company sponsors social, spiritual, and empowering events that provide the plus-size woman with the necessary tools to live life to the fullest. This year, Janine also launched the Plus Size Marketing Group, which through online surveys, communities, and focus groups, we collectively bridge the gap between society and the plus-size industry. So let's welcome Janine to the show. Hi, Shanice. How are you? Hey, I am wonderful. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. So first, let's talk about your um, your company, and then we're going to get into what everybody wants to hear at the end. We're going to make them wait. As you mentioned, the Luxury on the Company was founded in 97. Um, it was a blessing then. Uh, I founded it basically just to have a community uh, back then. I can't believe it's been about 12 years. And in 2003, we started carrying clothing, but throughout that time, we've 
had fashion shows. We had an empowerment weekend um, for plus-size women back in 2000 where we had workshops for women. Um, our speaker for the um, – our keynote speaker for, was a man, Greg mm. Allen Williams, which was, as many know, the brother on Baywatch. Okay. <laughs> he addressed the women, uh, which – and the funny part is he's also a judge now, um, was on Drop That Diva this past weekend. Oh. Um, but throughout that time, we had the pleasure of going to Germany and London with the U.S. Department of Commerce on the plus-size trade mission, mm. um, where we visited. That was in 2005. Um, and basically, they had the same issues that we had regarding finding fashionable clothing, believe it or not, across the waters. And so um, leading up to currently, we started the Plus Size Marketing Group, um, as well as well, I'll talk about our recent project is the Plus Size Clothing Auction website, okay. which I don't know if you're aware of. Well, um, yeah. We we just launched that because um, as a plus size woman, and you know eBay is everything to everyone. It's hard finding things on eBay um, for plus size women because it has well, so many things. So. Okay. Well, wait. Let's rewind back, and then we'll talk about all your different okay. um, companies one by one. Okay. Well, before you launched. Um, the Voluptuous Woman Company, what were you doing? What is your background in? My background is in marketing and in sales for the hotels. I was in hotels for about 13 years. And okay, I also so traveled around training uh, the staff and the front-end operations on the hotel industry. Okay, and so that's how you got your uh, knowledge about marketing, and then you just apply it to this industry. Mm-hmm. And so, after um, my size went up, I wasn't a plus size as a child. Um, after working two full-time jobs, you know, when you're in college, you do those crazy things. I saw my weight begin to fluctuate, and then all, I noticed attitudes started changing. Um, the way you. I was treated, but, yeah, mm-hmm. people, the way they approached you and men. So um, that was another reason for starting the company. And so that was your motivation for starting a new business, gaining weight mm-hmm. and wanting to make a change. So yes. you mentioned that your business started in 1997, which is over 12 years ago. Yeah, can you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> so in your opinion, how has the industry changed in 12 years? Um, well, we've changed as far as awareness, Um Plus-size women are finding it okay to be more vocal and demanding respect. Um, back then, there was only BBW Magazine. That was the first magazine that I found, um, and I did. I had to search for that one. It's changed, but then it hasn't changed. We've kind of gone uh, forward, but then we still, to date, don't have a plus-size magazine, a physical magazine that we can go to the store and pick up. So we've kind of still step back. So we've almost gone back. Even back then we had BBW at least, and then there was Mode, and then there was Bell. Um, but today, why don't we have a magazine that we can go to the store and get? And we're the majority. I don't right. quite understand that. Right. So that's very confusing to me. And over the years, over the 12 years, you've launched several websites and products geared towards plus-size women. So mm-hmm. do they all fall under the umbrella of Voluptuous Woman, or are yes, they, they separate companies? Um, they are separate companies. They do fall under the umbrella of Voluptuous Woman Company. Um, I strongly believe, like, I'll wake up in the middle of the night, I'm like, you know, we need this, or we don't have this, and we'll put it out there, and the women are so receptive. And even through – we started the marketing group because 
I wanted our voices to be heard. Uh, we have some wonderful organizations, and we as plus-size organizations and women, and even um, the thinner women who are advocates for our cause as well, we cannot leave them out. Right. We have to come together because right. we are the majority. We are the majority, and I think if we come together, all the many, many hundreds of organizations, and say, we're not going to take it anymore, you need to represent us, in catalogs, real plus-size women, because there's so many beautiful, beautiful plus-size women who want to be models, but there's no platform for them. Mm -hmm. um, thank God we have Plus Model Magazine, which is mm -hmm. online, and I know, and I'm going to claim it right now, it's going to be in print one day, but mm -hmm. we have to get together and demand it. Right, right, and support it. And Exactly, and support it, definitely. So it. let's go through some of your uh, projects um, under your company now, the voluptuous bath wraps, are you still yes. selling these? Yes, we are. Um, they're on back order because we had a problem with our manufacturer that did it. You know, unfortunately, it's really hard finding a manufacturer in the U.S. <laughs> okay. And we want them made here. Um, so they're on back order right now. We have women who are on our list, and hopefully in another month and a half we'll have them back. Um, but that product sold very well. Uh, for us, and we're making them in two sizes because our larger sisters um, wanted them as well because they only, the one we had went up to about a uh, 50 bus bus line, and okay. we want to be able to accommodate as many women as we can. Okay, now there's one project. Another yes. website you have is Plus Size Events. Now tell yes. us about that. Uh, plus Size Events basically is a portal for anything plus-size events that are going on, you know, we have Facebook, we have so many groups and so many websites, and women always say, I didn't know that was going on and that was happening. So I just created one site that's directly, all it has on it is a calendar of plus-size events. And any time, and you can post it for free. And I ask women to go on there, post model calls, empowerment weekends, um, Anything. So do you have to size. submit it or you just go on there and then you, you can place on, it on the um, calendar? You put it on the calendar. There's directions. It says um, to list your event. Click here. It takes all of five minutes to do it, and um, you do it yourself. You don't have to wait for us to quote-unquote approve it. We do go through it because we still are keeping under the mantra we want positive images of plus-size women. Okay. So if it's an event that is degrading to us, um, we will we'll take it off. But, however, we have not had that problem. Okay. And now this project, which you touched on a little bit, was the plus-size auctions. Now tell us a little bit about that. Uh, we just launched that uh, about three weeks ago. Um, basically, as uh, carrying clothing and as women, I've posted things on eBay, and I found that there's so many things on eBay from, um, you know, products to cars to cameras our our information or our clothing or things we're trying to sell, whether new or old, gets lost. Mm -hmm. um, so we created a plus-size clothing auction. It mimics eBay. Same, you can have different auctions. You can do classified listings. Um, it's totally self-serving. Um, you don't have to wait for us to do anything. You go on. You can register um, to be a seller, or you can just register to, um, of course, to, to buy. You can browse. And is there a fee to do um, to sell things on there? Is there a fee? Um, yeah, there's a modif minimum insertion fee, and all that information is online. We are getting ready to launch a free insertion fee till um, the end of the year. So okay. that will be up tomorrow. But it's the same as eBay. Matter of fact, it was less than eBay. If okay. you've ever put anything on eBay, it's just pennies on the dollar. 
Um, but we launched that, and we're finding that women are we're building that community up. I said it's only been about three weeks that we've barely been promoting it. Okay, okay. Yeah. So that's hot off the press. That's hot off the press. <laughs> <laughs> now tell us about the plus size marketing group. Well, um, I when I heard I was contacted several months ago um, as a plus size organization from some of the producers in order to get the word out about the More to Love um, show coming up. And mm-hmm. I did ask them, I said, okay, are you coming to the Washington, D.C. area? They're like, oh, no, we're not. But then I started thinking, like, okay, we don't want this to be another show that degrades us. Mm-hmm. So I put a, a website up, and just to get kind of what people, the buzz, and they were thinking about, and um, that's basically how that was created. And in watching, we did a post-survey of the women who were going to be, um, you know, watching the show. Mm-hmm. And the biggest question we asked, one of the main questions was, if they represent plus-size women negatively, would you would you watch? On that survey, we only had about 125 respondents, and mm-hmm. 91% of them said no. Mm that they would not watch if we were negatively represented. And so and, and 100% overall, said we're totally not represented right now in the media positively. And so overall, did people find the show after they watched it, they were pleased with the representation of plus now, women or let's, upset? Let's talk about those results. <laughs> okay. um, just to let your um, listeners know, they can find the results on plusmarketing.com forward slash mtlresults.htm, and I can send you that. Out of over 450 participants, the average age was from 26 to 35 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, The average size, the most popular size was size 22 to 24, about 34%. And coming under that was size 18 to 20. Interesting, isn't it? So that's um, bigger than the girls represented on the show. <laughs> exactly. And these are the ones that actually watched. Um, we asked what the relationship status was. Forty got 42% are single, 25% are married, um, 19% are in relationships. And it says, do you think plus-size women were a true representation of um, plus-size plus women? Uh, 47% said no. 44% said somewhat. Only 7.69% said yes. Hmm, well, that's very question. low. Yeah. Now, this is the question that got the problem that everyone wrote about. Did you find it offensive that the weight of the women were displayed? 67% said yes. Uh, 16% hmm. said someone. And 15% said no. Hmm. And the other question we asked was, out of the 20 women, how many women do you feel seem desperate and insecure? <laughs> and we did it in percentages. Mm-hmm. Um, the top percentage was 80 to 100%. 46% of our respondents found that the women seemed desperate. So the overall feedback <laughs> of this show is not too hot. <laughs> no. No, not at all. And so, it's so funny. I don't know if you know, they have a Facebook fan page mm-hmm. on the More to Love show. Funny about it is only 28% respondents, and everyone. The biggest complaint, and we had the comments, we've put a couple of them online. Um, the biggest comment I think everyone had is, what's with the weight? When right. I saw the weight, I hit the roof. And I was typing, 
while I was, you know, I was doing the survey, creating a survey as I was watching it, and I'm sitting there hollering at the TV like, what is with the weight being shown? I couldn't believe that. <laughs> so you did one survey before the show even premiered and one survey after the the first night. So will there mm-hmm. be different surveys after each episode, or can people continue to they can take continue the same? to take the same survey because okay. I think we need to have an ongoing um conversation about this and what we ultimately want to do we're going to be submitting this information to fox we hopefully we would hope it would make a difference but never know i'll I'll be optimistic but um the comments everyone thought the majority people thought there was too much crying right um the people were um very pity um one comment was i would love to see a slimmer attractive man as a bachelor Mm -hmm. We now, the man didn't bother me. The man was all right to me, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of the comments. Um, now, did and, anybody say it, it wasn't racially diverse? That's what I have yeah, a bigger yeah. problem mm-hmm. with. Yes. Um, someone said, and I put that on online, ethnic variety, black, Asian. This is not a weight loss show. Why show the weight? These women misrepresent the plus community. Fox has depicted nothing but a chubby circus that disrespects the many self-confident women out there. How about someone with a great self-esteem? Right. <laughs> and, I, and with that being said, I think a good balance, because all plus-size women aren't confident, but if it yes. would have just been a good balance of all sizes represented. Four, five, six, seven. <laughs> yeah, at least. <laughs> How about one? One of those kind of one. But I mean, I couldn't believe it. I, and I'm, I don't want, I, I want to watch the next one. Right. I'm just curious to see where this is going to go. But you know the other part that really, uh, affected me. Mm-hmm. I went on Twitter and I did a search for just more to love. Some of the negative comments were just disgusting of people, and it just goes to show you the mindset still of people today. I mean, anything from why do we want to see fat people and fat people don't love, I mean, it was just really degrading. Mm-hmm. So, um, People are out there and they're negative, but you have to be confident to mm-hmm. um, to stand tall and be be who you are and be comfortable in your own skin. Yes, definitely. And tell us again um, your official website. Is it one website that will link it's, to all of these? Yes, we're actually getting the Voluptuous Woman website redesigned as we speak, which will be a four for all the others, um, but for the the survey, it's plussizemarketinggroup.com. Um, okay. And that has links to all the other sites. And so this, in our main site, Volup Woman, the current one, www.volupwoman.com. And that goes to show you, in 1997, the domain names weren't very long, so that's why we had to make it Volup, Volup Woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, several other ones like well back then you couldn't have so many characters. But. Oh, but um, we want women to please, please continue to participate. We want to hear everything that you have to say, and the numbers speak for themselves. Women are not happy with the show, right? And Fox can fool themselves and say they are, but um, we're going to continue to survey and continue to watch. Definitely. But women have to voice their opinion. If you don't do it through our survey, write to Fox directly. You can go online um, and tell them what, how you felt about the show. Exactly. And did, you, did you know it's airing again tonight? No, the the same episode. The same episode. Well, then this is the third again. time they're exactly. airing. Exactly. It aired again on Friday, 
this past Friday, and I just noticed um, on their website it's airing again tonight. Well, it was tonight at 9. Hmm. Well, it's interesting how this all folds out. You have to come back and tell us the yes, the ending results at the end of the show. <laughs> yes, it's going to be interesting. And I just think we need to have more dialogue in um, how we're represented and the, sh- the way the show is being handled. So, And I- I'm hoping it gets better. I have faith in Emmy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm well, hoping she, you know, they take what she has to say, you know. Right, right. Heart. Really well, do. thank you so much for being on the show. It was a well, pleasure talking me. with you and talking about all your wonderful companies. And I'm going to definitely post the link. I took, did you see how my survey? Can you see when people take it and put their names? Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. Gonna, yep, I'm online as we speak. You know, I yeah, so you, can you take it anonymously if you want to? Because I put my name on mine. Yeah, and we don't result. We don't give um, the names. We'll never show um, the emails, and we don't, you know, spam you with information. Um, but you, uh, we can see the names, and I believe we ha- left it so you don't have to put your names if you don't want to. It's okay. totally up to you. We don't share the names. We have no plans on sharing the names um, with um, once we, you know, have, do the results because basically all the results are compiled. Okay. Okay. Into one big, big lump. One big thing that's in the fox. Yeah. Mhm. Okay. Well, so thanks we'll continue for to post the comments and everything for you. Well, thanks again for being on the show. Well, thank you for having me. Hope to see you soon. Yes, yes. And keep us posted on those good uh, results. Okay. Thanks again, Shanice. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So thank you to all of our fabulous guests this evening, Olin Montgomery, Joe Williams, and Janine Biggins. Tune in next week and we'll have more plus industry professionals with stories to not only inspire you but to keep you connected. Interested in advertising on our show, being a guest, or have comments? Email us at guests at plusmodelmagazine.com. And if you haven't already, don't forget to join the Plus Model Radio pages on MySpace and Facebook. For more information about our show, go to our website at www.plusmodelmag.com. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting Plus Model Radio. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed.